Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, come now, pour out your Spirit upon us. Lord, that your word would be spoken this morning, and your word alone received. For we ask in Christ's name. Amen. I have seen the Lord, she said, and everything changed that morning. On Friday, his disciples watched Jesus die in agony, a convicted criminal rejected by the Jews, beaten, crucified, God-forsaken. They had fled at his arrest, their hope of a delivering, conquering Messiah dashed, at his death, most of them were hiding out. Saturday was most likely spent in fear that the temple police would come and arrest them as well. It was a hopeless time, a faithless time. And I say faithless because he had told them that he'd come to die to satisfy God's justice, God's justice judgment on human sin, but they didn't get it, they didn't believe they did not understand that he was the suffering servant that Isaiah had foretold who would be crushed for our iniquities, pierced for our transgressions. John tells us in the gospel reading today that they just didn't know the scripture, that he must die and then rise from the dead. They weren't thinking resurrection. They were clueless. They were hopeless. But that morning, it all changed. Everything changed. I have seen the Lord. Mary Magdalene went in first to the tomb and found it empty. She went without hope. Her actions show her to be numb, blind and deaf from grief. She's without hope. Jesus Christ had delivered her from seven demons, but he's dead. And if Satan can kill him, then the demons will be back and her old life will be back upon her. She doesn't understand resurrection. She cannot dare to hope. She assumes the body's been stolen. She goes to get Peter and John. John goes into the grave finds the cloths there, the napkin neatly arranged, not as a thief would, but as Jesus might have folded them, left them when he rose. And the change began. There was some hope sparked there. I don't think John had a full-blown resurrection belief, but John believes something. Something's happening here. Mary Magdalene stays in the tomb, sees the angels, question her about her weeping, but she's clueless. She lays eyes on Jesus, but she won't see him. I think she's just bound up in the grief. He speaks to her, and she won't hear him. She's beyond hope. And then finally, he speaks her name. And I'd suggest, at least the way I picture it, he spoke her name with just infinite love and compassion. Mary. Mary. And everything changed. Everything changed. He's alive. He's risen from the dead. Mary goes to the others with confidence. I have seen the Lord. 
I've seen the Lord. Everything changed. Now, it would take a bit more time for the disciples to see the Lord and to believe, and longer yet for the church to be birthed and the word of God to spread. But everything changed that Easter morning. Everything on a cosmic scale. The door was opened. Jesus Christ rose from the dead, God the Son, conquering death and the grave. He died for the sins of the world, our sins, reconciling the whole human race to God, and then rose from the dead, opening the door to eternal life for all who would believe in him. Do you see it? There's no power in the universe that can stand against him. Not even death itself can stand against him or against us, we who are in him. You and I and all creation went in that moment, we went from a certain future of death and decay to the possibility of life forever. We went from hopelessly stuck in a prison of sin and death to the doors opened, the walls broken down, and the possibility of freedom in Christ. I have seen the Lord. Everything changed. Has it changed for you? Now you can look at me and say, oh, wait a minute, Paul. They, they saw that they were eyewitnesses. I haven't seen the Lord. Sorry, you're talking to a lawyer now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, you've seen him. You have seen him. We have all seen the Lord. Look around. You're part of a church, the Christian church, founded 2,000 years ago. How do you suppose it got to be still a strong, thriving institution 2,000 years later? You've seen the Lord. You're here amongst faithful folks in the body of Christ, the church in, 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 the, in the United States, even in this part of the United States, it's been around growing and thriving for over 300 years. How does that happen? You've seen the Lord. The risen Lord is in his church, in his people. If you've seen the church doing her work, serving, reaching folks with the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you've seen him. We've all seen him. You live in a nation whose laws are built on God's rules, built on the commandments that God handed down to Moses. That's the foundation of our system of laws, along with the model he gave us of self-sacrificial love in his son, Jesus Christ. Do you like ideas of justice? of care for the needy, of self-sacrificial love, of sacrificing for the good of all, that foundational principle of this country, one of the foundational principles, well, you have seen Jesus. Do you, do you enjoy the benefits of science? Eh, some days, maybe. Well, I know you're going to have trouble with this one, but I'm going to do it anyway. Modern science. Do you know the foundations of modern science? Modern science sprang out of ancient scientists 
who believed that God's world, a created world, was rational and understandable and could be explored and understood, and it would be good for us to do that. Science was founded on basically on Christian belief in God's creation. And so while the symbol of technology today and progress and advancement might be an apple with a bite taken out of it, uh, where did that come from? Hmm. That might be the symbol, but the roots are in the Lord. Is slavery legal in the Western world today? No, it is not. It might exist, but it's not legal. You've seen the Lord. How did the slave trade end in the Western world? Christians, committed Christians in England, rose up and got it outlawed in England, and it spread. You, I know, remember the Emanuel Church shootings, the massacre several years back. And do you remember what followed it? Words of forgiveness. You've seen the Lord. Where do the victims, families, and loved ones get the ability to speak forgiveness to the perpetrator? The historical evidence for the resurrection of Jesus Christ far surpasses the evidence for any historical fact out of that era or most other eras that we believe to be true. The record is unequivocal. But the evidence today in the lives of the Christian church, in his church, in the lives of Christians, is still that's still vital and still strong 2,000 years later. That evidence is overwhelming. I submit to you that you have seen the Lord. Easter morning changed everything. But the question again today is, has it changed you? Easter morning, a door opened to eternal life. Have you walked through the door? Easter morning, Jesus left a tomb, and in doing that, he broke down prison walls and bars, prison of sin and death. Have you taken the liberator's hand and walked out of the jail? In Acts, our reading today, Peter says to Cornelius, all who believe in Jesus receive the forgiveness of sin. Have you received the forgiveness of your sins? The psalmist wrote of Jesus that he is the stone the builders rejected, now become the chief cornerstone. The foundation of eternal life is he your foundation. I think that's an amen over there. I'll take it as such. Isaiah says the Lord will swallow up death forever and wipe every tear from our eyes as he swallowed up your death and wiped the tears of sorrow from your face. That Easter morning, the foundation of the church was laid and it's grown from a few people to billions of people, but does it include you? The risen Christ has transformed the lives of billions of people, mine included. Has he transformed yours? 
Because Jesus rose and ascended to be with the Father, the Holy Spirit has been poured out on all who will receive him as Savior and Lord. Has the Holy Spirit been poured out on you? His resurrection is the hinge on which all history has turned, but has it turned you? His resurrection changed the direction of the world from headed to death to headed to life. Has it changed your direction? The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the central defining fact of human history. Redeeming all human beings, redeeming the human race from the power of death and sin is it the central, is it the central foundational fact of your life. That first Easter changed everything. I have seen the Lord, Mary says, and so have I, and so have you. Will we allow it? Will we allow him, the resurrected Christ, by the power of his Holy Spirit, to change us, to turn us by his Spirit more and more into his likeness? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Thank you for your word, the record you have given us of your work in the world. Thank you, Lord, for the death and resurrection of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Give us hearts, Lord, to continue day by day to seek him, to seek his transformational work in our hearts. We ask it in his name. Amen.